Welcome to Newest Latest Best, the quick daily show to keep you in the know with all of the newest information, latest releases, and the very best that games have to offer. I'm Jeff Kanata, and today is Wednesday, December 20th, 2017. If you live in North America, today is the day. Well, tonight is the night, I should say, that PUBG Player Unknown's Battlegrounds finally comes out of early access and hits a 1.0 release. The game will move out of Steam early access tonight at 11 p.m. Pacific time and move into a full 1.0 release replete with lots of big, big changes, including the new desert map Miramar, new vehicles, new weapons, and big, big gameplay overhauls. There is a five-hour maintenance period where the game will be down starting at 6 p.m. Pacific time, which will hopefully end in time for the 11 p.m. release. I suspect it might not be right at the stroke of 11 p.m. Uh, Of course, around the world, that will be more likely to be in the next day if you live in the UK or Eastern Time, uh, 2 a.m. Eastern Time, obviously. But a big, big day for PUBG. It is hitting that 1.0 release before the end of the year, making it eligible for all of those Game of the Year awards. People have been been, uh, wringing their hands about whether or not PUBG is worthy of a game of the year consideration because it's still in early access well it won't be early access much longer at the end of the day today we'll see that game go into 1.0 it'll be interesting to see if some of the numerous bugs and slowdowns and problems that the game is experiencing will be addressed but the good news is the game won't be having a price increase at launch Many games that move out of early access increase their purchase price. PUBG not doing that. I guess when you've already sold in excess of 20 million copies, there's no real need to jack up the price now. It'll be interesting to see how the big 1.0 patch is received. I'm sure a lot of people will be excited, if nothing else, for the new map. That's a big deal and will really change the game, the way the game is played for a lot of people. You know, opens up an entirely new way to play, new strategies, all that stuff that a new map brings. But I think just purely the designation of 1.0 will have little bearing on most people's interactions with the game. Everybody that has put up with uh, PUBG being broken in a large, large respect up to this point, I think will be pleased if the game ends up being fixed for the most part. But if it isn't, I don't think people will care that it's called 1.0 now and and it still has problems. I think that's just part and parcel to how the game is played. So I suspect we will not see much in in terms of criticism, uh, new criticism, just because it has that 1.0 designation. I may be wrong, and if they had raised the price, I think you would have seen people complain. But the fact that it is just an arbitrary designation at this point uh, that brings along with it a lot of new content 
I don't think people are going to care one way or the other if it actually meets the standard of what we would consider a 1.0 release, i.e. stable, bug-free, ready for prime time. So it'll be interesting to watch tonight, 11 p.m., PUBG officially released. The Witcher 3 gets a new patch today as well for Xbox One X, offering 4K resolutions and HDR support on the console. This is the 1.60 patch for The Witcher 3, The Wild Hunt. Of course, The Wild Hunt already had 4K support on PS4 Pro. Uh, That was released back in October, but that patch did not include HDR support. The HDR support is reportedly coming to the PS4 Pro, but not yet. Xbox One X will be the first console to offer that particular graphical upgrade. And the patch itself looks to be fairly small for something uh, that adds this much visual fidelity. Only 500 megabytes. It also includes a variety of graphical improvements and tweaks across two visual fidelity options, 4K mode, and performance mode. So if you're looking to just boost up the frame rate, you can opt for performance mode. But in 4K mode, the game and all its additional content will run in 4K resolution, or if you're running on a 1080p, uh, it'll be super sampled to 4K and then presented to you at 1080p. Uh, It also features enhanced shadows, ambient occlusion, and texture filtering as well as higher resolution textures and gameplay at, they say, a rock-solid 30 frames per second. But if you switch to performance mode, you get dynamic resolution scaling, which means the resolution on your television will vary wildly from 1080p to 4K. So it'll present the game at 4K when it can, but the goal will be to target 60 frames per second. So... Oftentimes it'll be at 1080p, other times at 4K, but the goal with performance mode is to get that higher frame rate. So it depends on what you prefer as a gamer, that rock-solid 4K or that rock-solid 60 frames. Interesting. Both modes, of course, support HDR, which is really the big head-turner. The 4K is nice, but the HDR is really what makes that stuff pop. So if you're looking for a TV... Make sure it has HDR. Don't make my mistake. I got a TV without HDR, and I'll never forgive myself. Witcher 3, patch 1.6, is out today. Interesting information is leaking about an upcoming project from my personal favorite developer, Blizzard, who always keeps their stuff close to the vest. But a new job listing on Blizzard's site points to an upcoming first-person shooter project. Now, they have a first-person shooter in the form of Overwatch, but the listing seems to be indicating an unannounced first-person shooter project. Could this be an expansion for Overwatch or an entirely new game from Blizzard? Either way, there are some details in the job listing. Blizzard evidently is looking for a software engineer who will specifically be working on vehicle gameplay. The candidate would help create vehicles, set handling features, and so on, and Blizzard wants someone with experience in the field. The ad mentions an unannounced first-person project several times, 
And clearly that project has vehicles in it. So is this vehicles for Overwatch? I am kind of doubtful. It seems like that would be a hard thing to shoehorn into that franchise. But maybe there will be new maps with vehicles. Maybe the expansion will add a whole host of vehicles to uh, larger Battlefield-style maps. That could be cool. That could be exciting. But I'm much more hopeful that this represents a brand new project from Blizzard, something completely different, maybe a new IP from them that we may hear about in the next calendar year. That could be cool as well. Either way, pretty neat little rumor, and Blizzard not really hiding the fact they're working on an unannounced shooter. Assassin's Creed Origins is getting a very unlikely crossover it's with the latest Final Fantasy. Final Fantasy XV is showing up inside Assassin's Creed Origins. Pretty darn cool. It turns out that there is a new mission in the game uh, alongside the latest patch to Assassin's Creed Origins that when completed will grant Bayek, the main character of Assassin's Creed Origins, a new mount. What's the mount, you ask? A chocobo. A chocobo from... Final Fantasy. You can ride that all over Egypt. Sounds pretty insane, especially considering Assassin's Creed Origins. While it does contain some fantastic elements, some over-the-top fantasy elements, it's mostly grounded in reality. It mostly takes place in a very authentic version of ancient Egypt. In fact, the game is going to include an update at a later time that will allow you to actually walk around and learn things uh, historically, historical lessons actually provided by professors in the game engine. It's that accurate historically. So it's a bit interesting that they're willing to put in crazy stuff like Final Fantasy Chocobos. The quest also potentially grants you a new legendary sword and shield, and it's it's just this one mission, so that's all you have to do. You have to be at least level 23 to access it, it's a gift from the gods mission. And uh, and then you get a chocobo and some Final Fantasy gear to ride around in historically accurate ancient Egypt. If you ask me, I think this is very cool. And I love how willing they are to put in silly stuff in what is a fairly serious, upstanding, historically accurate game. I like I like a bit of whimsy in my games, even when they're being... Uh, being grounded and gritty and dark. Why not add optional whimsy? Kudos to Ubisoft and kudos to Square Enix for making this crossover possible. 